0: Greetings, friends, fellow alchemists. Welcome back to the October Horror Movie Mega Marathon. Uh, Welcome back, guys. I hope you're enjoying the Horror Movie Mega Marathon as much as we are. You know the deal 31 days, 31 pods here on the Film Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here for a brief introduction before we start uh, today's awesome episode. You guys know the deal every single day. We give you a new podcast in October because we love it. This is our big time of the year, man. This is our celebration of all that is horror cinema. So thank you guys for being here with us every day. I know it's a lot. If you want to make sure you get every episode this month, though, you got to go over to our show and support us on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash pod. Guys, it's the best way to help support the show. Help us grow the show. We appreciate that a ton. It's also a cool way for you guys to have some authorship over the show. We have a great community over there who gets to vote on the movies that go into the Patreon exclusive library, including two new horror movies this month and a feature-length commentary. We have Tales from the Crypt miniseries. We have all kinds of fun stuff over on Patreon, uh, putting in a lot of effort over there to make sure that that's worth the support. That our, uh, our friends and patrons are kind enough to give us. So if you w- you want every movie. You want those extra three movies. So go to patreon.com slash Pod, Support the show. Help out your guys here, please. And uh, hopefully you will find and unleash a trove of treasures that you'll be glad you found. So thank you guys in advance. Thank you, patrons, for all the support. You know you mean the world to us. Email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Watch the show uh youtube it's called film alchemist that's the channel you can subscribe to you can watch uh some of the horror movies and content that me and my my friends including alex now are making over at misfitparade.net that's a fun place to see all of the fun stuff we're working on we have some big stuff coming up that you're gonna want to stay abreast of so go check that out also make sure this month especially you're doing your five-star ratings and reviews help us Beat this algorithm and blow this show up. But also another way you can help us do that that's free and easy. Reach out to a movie-loving friend, especially a horror movie-loving friend, right? Reach out. Let them know what we're working on and invite them to come to the fold. And me and Alex will take it uh, from there. My God, I'm shaking the whole table. I'm so excited to get new, uh, new listeners. So, yeah, thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for all the support. We've seen a ton of you doing a ton to support the show this October. Uh, it means the world to us that you guys support us during this big push we do every year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, you're here to listen to a horror movie, and today we have a really fun one. This is one of my favorite episodes we've done in a while. Joined again by our dear friend, comic book artist extraordinaire, man extraordinaire, uh, kind of a man about town, right? Uh, a real rack on tour that Jay Rollins. So Jay Rollins was kind enough to join us. You guys who have heard him on the October Mega Marathon before. You should remember, Jay, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go back earlier this year. We did Damn Dirty April and covered the entire Planet of the Apes franchise in total. Uh, some of those, again, on Patreon.com slash film. Malcolm is pod? You know, you got to you got to do the dollar thing. But Jay was kind enough to join us again. Um, I love that Jay comes in high energy. He's always really excited to talk. He always has ideas about the next giant curations he wants to do and record with us. And honestly, we love talking to Jay so much. Uh, That is heavenly for us. We love talking to Jay. He has great energy. He's super funny. Very insightful, interesting guy. Uh, Just one of the great gifts of the show is that we have Jay now. We have a Jay. You might have an army. We have a Jay. Um, And so Jay chose The Frighteners, a movie that he loved as a child. I loved young. Alex gets to see for the first time. And we talk about this. This kind of perfect niche movie. It, it's one of the best balancing of kind of horror and comedy. It's it's an incredible movie that takes some unfair barbs here and there. But I hope you guys enjoy The Frighteners as much as we obviously did. This is a fun, really high-energy conversation. Uh, when we get with Jay, we all start getting amped up, right? We just get excited to talk to each other. So I had a great time doing this episode. I know Alex did the same. Uh, make sure you guys go in the show notes so you can find Jay everywhere he's doing stuff. Uh, He actually did an amazing D&D commission for me. So he's a great uh, artist that you should go find all his stuff and support Jay however you can, wherever you can. Uh, Thank you guys for supporting us. Without any further ado, the Frighteners. Alright, everyone, welcome back to the pod. Dear friend Jay Rollins, him of Damn Dirty April. He actually told us he's coming to just claim J. April from now on. <laughs> he's already branding himself uh with an entire month of content. Uh happy to have him back for the October mega marathon. Jay, would you like to explain uh to the people here the movie you picked for this October mega marathon and uh why? It is the Frighteners and
1: uh why I think whenever I come on here it's it's really just something that I was that's like near and dear to my childhood heart. I guess except for uh The Witch. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and the Frighteners is just genuinely like as far as like scary movie that you show your that you can show your kids, this is the perfect one. Yeah. Because it is scary, especially to a kid. Um and, but it's still it's just, you know, where you can be family friendly without being childish. Yeah, I mean the yep. jokes are uh, the, some of the like the sight gags and stuff are are child, but it's fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's just fun. a very fun ride. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome to see because I, when I return to Peter Jackson's, you know, horror beginnings, he just made such fun movies. He right? was a
1: streetwalker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so like Dead <laughs> Alive, right? Dead Alive's like a great example of Peter Jackson just going ape shit in a horror movie, right? Like a priest that knows martial arts. Like he just makes great and this was kind of his step up into a big kind of Hollywood movie, right? But it, it does, it has all of the fun. It's got a great story, it's got an incredible cast. It's one of those movies I feel like the Frighteners has taken shit as it's gotten older because it was kind of right at that crest of we can do it with CG. But mm. the CG wasn't quite ready. Yeah. And so there were moments of just abysmal Scorpion King-like CG. It's fine. That is
1: the bummer. I mean, make the wall out of rubber. It's easy. Do it.
0: Yeah, and that's how they remember the movie mostly, right? But there's so much fucking awesome work going on. Like, even that opening scene. This movie just starts at a fucking 11, right? This lady running around the house being dragged through the walls and by carpet. Uh, you know, no, it's wrong. The sins of the flesh will ruin her, and Granny's got a shotgun. And you're like, <laughs> fuck oh, yeah, yeah! But, ooh, uh, like when it comes through the door, you're like, oh, are we gonna do that shot like 500 times this movie? Of like the uh the, the thing reaching through the CG wall. But I think if you take away that one criticism, right? If you can forgive how bad that part of the movie looks, I mean, this movie's almost impeccable in every other area of kind of storytelling to me. It's such a shame because the ghosts look. Right, the ghosts are fucking awesome yeah they're awesome. really they, good um i mean except for um
1: Busey when he's the uh when he's the grim reaper
0: the grim reaper yeah. and they yeah. could have
1: done that cooler if they had just oh, not yeah. used cg i don't know they, well like I mean, cg wasn't good movie like scrooge, it was 1996 right?
0: yeah <laughs> scrooge <laughs> had a giant grim reaper that was amazing it was practical yeah. he wasn't yeah. jumping down hills and on top of cars but they could have fucking mixed and matched a little more right yeah but The idea of the Grim Reaper is still pretty cool. The ghosts Mm -hmm. are real. But just the the basic setup. And Michael J. Fox, man, just fucking crushes this movie.
2: He's so good, dude.
0: Because the weird thing is he comes at it a lot more dramatic, right? Yeah.
2: He's just so. I mean, like, I think we forget because he's just. He was Marty McFly so quickly that he's done other movies. He's good in most of the things he's done. Like, I I mean, again, I don't have a problem with, like, any of the movies he's made because, you know, and I, when we were kids, we watched them all the time because, like, holy shit, it's Marty McFly. But, like, <laughs> he's so good in this movie mm-hmm. because he's doing it straight. Like, if he was doing, like, a wink and nod camera bit the whole time, and he does some of that, too, but it's not bad because he's doing it as a fucking dramatic beat like it's really uh, good it's, yeah
1: it's not yeah it's not a wink and a nod it's an ain't, I, ain't I a stinker like he knows yeah, who he is he knows the character exactly who knows who he is. he is he's and he's like he's having like, a great time i like he, that he genuinely could just that. be a medium because he fucking is and he he's does. just like no man
0: i want to scam people it'd be funny <laughs> that was great yeah. yeah it's it's a kind of awesome because it's almost like a it's closer to humphrey bogart you know what i mean like it's it's just kind of this yeah. like this, like, low-key detective who's like, life's fucking giving me shit. And now yeah. I'm eking it out wherever I can. But I love, though, like, you know, just the opening of him running into the funeral, right? He's handing out fucking business cards. He runs the guy's fence over. Here's a business card, right? <laughs> Smashing the gnome. So he has this, yeah, he's got this, you know, he's definitely, it's a fuck you to everyone in the town. We find out later because they all fucking thought he was a murderer, right? Yeah, he's kind yeah, of, like, yeah. ousted from society a little bit. Um, But I love, like like, the opening bit of him coming back. And all of a sudden, the doc and her husband are in in bed, just this fucking hilarious scene of the doc being a uh, a Barbie-style Ken, right? Just shushing her, and like they're watching tapes of murder or whatever. And then all of a sudden, everything goes apeshit, right? Their little Elvis thing is floating, so you're like, they know when to hit the comedy, right? He's trying to kill the doll with a fluffy pillow. It's really good. We'll come to find out that Michael J. Fox has this, this cadre of ghosts. Or spirits, right? Not quite ghosts, not quite poltergeists, but these these unresting spirits. They're like trap spirits. That because so. he ran this guy's fence over and doesn't want to pay for it, he's like, "Hey, go fuck their shit up, and I'll come in with a toaster and a squirt gun, and we'll fucking run a deal on them.
1: His scam is like is really, it's he's not good at it because like it it's just very strange to have like uh, ghosts in your house. Like crazy shit is clearly happening. And then a card that wasn't given to you is there of oh, yeah. a guy who can when help the fucking floating you have babies you have it and they're scam. like.
0: Little yeah,
2: that would be the I'd be like, uh, this, this, this seems like a setup. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him because I don't know what else to do. But this, this seems like a setup,
0: right?
1: And and then, what I'm saying is, it works every time, even though it's a yeah, stupid scam because totally. your shit is flying
0: all over the place. <laughs> yeah, because this isn't like a fucking. Because you're in shock. He's in shock. There's real ghosts, ghost fucking I don't your know what to do. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I get it i've been there you know when you're in shock you don't know what you're doing and you just say stupid shit
0: <laughs> yeah no it, but that's what i mean it's cool because it is a con but then it is real and then we we layer on top of that that there's another fucking real paranormal event happening yeah so it's just this really fucking streamlined entry point into the story right because it starts off and you're like all right why is this fucking house possessed the old lady and uh, her daughter. You're like, there's definitely something really fucking wild going on there. Yeah, no shit. So that starts us on our serial killer backstory, but because it's it's a con, but it's real, right? I thought that was a really cool turn the first time I saw the movie, because when the ghosts start coming out of the car, you're like, oh my god, he did actually fucking catch ghosts. Yeah, that's bizarre. And then when they're all buddies, right? They come in and there's like the judge, and they're all shit talking, like oh, they, you know, they're like an 80s sitcom group, right? They're like. Yeah these unlikely friends all live in a fucking studio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? i was like oh this is fucking righteous got like, i fucking dug it
1: i love the the whole backstory of like it's honestly if you could find something uh wrong with it uh then by all means but i think that the like mythology of how all this works is 100 percent airtight even no. the even the silly shit like like, okay, for instance, um what Bucy turns into a, a uh the Grim Reaper. He could transform yeah. himself into the Grim Reaper, but which seems strange, nobody else is doing that, but Arlie Ermy transformed himself into a guy with a bunch of guns in yeah. what seems like <laughs> a throwaway <laughs> gag. Yeah. Which is a throwaway gag. Yeah. But it comes back later. Uh so like yeah. Ghosts are able to do that. They're able to, like, transform their ectoplasm if they feel like
0: it. He turns so he himself did. into a weird owl in UHF with all the guns and shit. Yeah. The thing is, though, and also Busey, they set up specifically that he was somehow brought back to this plane because she still holds his ashes. Oh, so uh, something is happening the with board. the ashes. The Ouija yeah. boards. The, um, That's right. The yeah. Boards. So she That's brought him
1: back from hell, and he took that scythe from hell, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, so he has some kind of extra ability because he's fucking up all the normal phantoms that we see. Yeah, I um, thought
2: that was a fascinating like throwaway at the end <laughs> for like Walt to be like, "Oh, we found a bunch of Ouija boards." I'm like, we weren't going to talk about that. Like, it's bad, bad, de- <laughs> bad detective work, guys. Bad detective work.
0: Well, so you it's like, it dude, we've show. been in our house Just like really five loves. times. I didn't see a Ouija board. No, <laughs> like not we a found single a utility one. knife we didn't well, find any that was the thing. We, <laughs> thing we found
2: so many other things i'm like there wasn't stacks of ouija oh, boards ouija. like we ran all over that fucking house they tell me we didn't find yeah. a single one
0: no her mom's sweeping them under the rug literally the rugs <laughs> that fucking move and get their heads blown off. i like that uh the like
1: gomer pile not gomer pile uh, the, the, uh i love that guy yeah the 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 like the the, the, the i, I he's just so like he believes in all this stuff and he has from the beginning of the movie because he's just like say frank some strange stuff is going on what do you think it is he's i mean if frank wasn't a was actually gave a shit and wasn't conning people they they could have like a nice little sitcom going together the two of them so that actor
0: is troy evans right just a great character actor who pops up in all all kinds of shit er from something no, I
1: do
0: not. Uh, okay. let see. He's in Halloween. That's five, what I from. Right? He's in Teen Wolf. Oh, he's Teen- in a million things. He's in Lawnmower Man. He's in Near Dark. Like, he's just one of those guys. He pops up in, like, fucking tons of movies. Well, he, he was an actor in 53 movies. But I if you go he- through his list, he's in Demolition Man. He was in Twin Peaks. He was Fear Loathing in Las Vegas. Demolition Man Demolition is where Man, I know probably. him. Yeah. He's got a great fucking... But he just always pops up as, like, that goofy, like, normal town guy who yeah. got in a position of authority but can't fucking... I think, what's interesting, whatever's in front of him.
2: I think what's interesting about this movie is that all of the like elements of a plucky sitcom seem to like emerge and at every pass they are ignored in favor of like the movie moving forward because you could you get stuck in one of those just like you could get stuck in a situation where you are just oh yeah it's like the cops in on it and they all know what's going on and they're all just after these. And like it be, it is so singularly Michael J Fox on this hunt. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, obviously Lucy as well, but at at a certain point, but like it's so singularly about Michael J Fox's work and his movement through this world that they never veer off those, even with the fact that the ghosts are like in his little gang, that never hampers like any sort of like storytelling method to go forward in this movie. It's really fascinating because there's so many like dark alleys to take down, yeah. and ne- never never happens. Like we're like straight ahead towards that towards towards the towards the plot.
1: And Peter Jackson just knows what he's doing because just like I said, even the silly stuff um, comes back later. Like they they need to set up those machine yeah. guns yeah. so that he can.
0: He can shoot his exoplanets <laughs> ridiculously. Really well, it's wild because I remember when he got Lord of the Rings, and like nerds knew like what Lord of the Rings were. Like, oh fuck, they're doing that. I remember we took a high school field trip to see this fucking stupid ass movie. It was like a Cuban Crisis movie with like all these people doing weird like JFK accents, and it's like they're gonna blow us oh, up, we're yeah. gonna blow them up, and then nothing happens for the whole movie. And my history teacher's like, this is important. We're like, all right, fucking. It was a boring, stupid, like, seven days or we something. We will blow them yeah, up. it was just this movie that, like, as teenagers were like, dude, we already we just saw The Matrix, dude. you got to come harder than this. But the preview <laughs> for the first Lord of the Rings came out, and we're like, oh, my God. So we ran home, and this was back when you would try to, like, find magazines to fucking learn about this shit. Because the internet yep. was still pretty basic and dial-up out in the country. But I remember, and I was like, Peter Jackson. I was like, where do I know that guy from? And it was the fucking fright. And I was like, the guy who made the Frighteners? Because I I remembered it a little more cartoony as a young guy. It was kind of like the Looney Tunes horror movie. And I was like, that guy's making Lord of the Rings, right? And lo and behold, he made one of the greatest, if not the greatest fucking series of movies ever made. Um, We've had that debate during Damn Dirty April. You can go back and check that out. But it is there, because this is the thing, right? You could get stuck in the start of that movie where he's the doofy guy hitting a funeral driving over the cliffs which is a weird choice once we see the end of the movie it's like maybe he would care a little more about how he drives uh maybe he's trying to fucking die and kill someone else at the start of the movie and then the kitschy like now he's in a new house they're finding new ways to do hauntings and get some fucking scam money but they layer on this really fucking intense serial killer story and like a great example of this movie to me where it's kind of doing both things really well is when the douche uh husband dies right Because he saw a number on his head, and now all of a sudden he's dead. He catches him in the town square.
1: Oh, Ray. I love Ray. Ray. Yeah, and
0: then Michael J. Fox is, like, explaining the rules to him. And he's like, let me catch a ride to my funeral, right? So then we see uh, Arlie Ermey's character kind of like, you're a scumbag, right? We see all the ghosts in the cemetery that are, like, lost souls. But that moment where that dude's watching his own funeral, and he falls in the grave, and the casket gets lowered on top of him, and he kind of pops up, and he's staring at his own dead body. Right. I was like, this scene is kind of working on so many levels. Right. It's just it's a great fucking horse scene. Like we all have that. We've all had that thought. Even if we're not suicidal, we all imagine like, I wonder how this person specifically will react if I die. Like, I would love to see them at my funeral. I'm like, are they like going to talk shit? They're going to try to bang my wife and father, my kids. Like, what's like, I want to know what are they really going to say about me once I'm not able to come to their house and fucking punch them in the face? And like, so it's scary, but it's funny because Ray's just really fucking funny in this movie, right? And you're setting up the further and it's like, why are you the last one he saw? So it's just, it it is this really fucking hard to maintain balance of being light and entertaining. But if you really like sit and think about what's happening, you're like, fuck, that is horrifying. Like that would be a horrifying experience. Yeah, and And
1: Ray reacts. Yeah. Apparently. Ray is in ghost Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Ray. Ray thinks he's Ray in ghost. thinks he's Ray going home to fucking ghost. finger
0: blast his wife later. <laughs> yeah, Ray yeah. has
2: come from the ghost. Ray, Ray has come from the movie Ghost
1: to be in the Frighteners, which yeah. is great. <laughs> and he's got this, you know, he he's got the Oda talking to his girlfriend situation where he's like. But he's, but he's what this douchebag would say. He's like, as soon as I get back on my feet and figure out what
0: how, what what I can do, then we'll be together again. Like he just does not accept any of this shit. Yeah, and then it. his wife's just flaming because he lost the sixteen grand on an investment. I was like, this is. good. But then he knocks the little wine yeah. glass over. He's like, I can move he's shit now. Watch your back. And he like runs out of the restaurant. I was like, Ray's fucking killing it in this movie. I love it. Yeah. But then, then they even give time. Ray like a mildly heroic moment at the end. Where he's like, I will hmm. defend this one because he's clearly stalking her. It's like, wait, why were you in her car, motherfucker? Like he's stalking around his <laughs> ex-wife. Like I'm gonna fucking win her back from the other side. But then when given the chance, he fucking stands between her and Busey and gets his fucking face ripped off and thrown on the fucking hood like he's an Egger suit. And I was like, all right, that yeah. fucking. But that's what I mean. You Funny. Know what?
1: I wish we could have <laughs> seen Ray in heaven. That wasn't fair. Do we fair. think
0: Ray was going to heaven or was Ray getting fucking I think sent down? We all down know the Ray probably went somewhere, somewhere else.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, that would have been funny yeah. too. Uh sh- like tentacle dick shafts. Uh they get sucked down and then we just hear
0: Ray's voice.
1: Who the hell are you? <laughs> oh, shit.
0: I do cardio every day, bro. Yeah, Ray's going to hell, I feel like. It was
2: only head. sixteen thousand dollars.
0: No. You look like the guy from my wife's tape she just brought yeah, What uh what investment was that? because that's why I was like, what did he invest in? Like a series of rub and tug parlors? Like a secret I'm gonna back go alley with a, poker cocaine room, like you know, Ray was doing I'm no gonna, good.
2: I'm gonna go with vitamins. I'm gonna go with
0: vitamins. Uh, early, he was the sure. first Joe Did Rogan. We, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Listen, he this was not an investment. Somebody set up set him up with a pyramid scheme, sure. and he fucked up. That's that what doesn't happen. mean he should yeah, go I'm to hell. But he was, gives up big. I'm going to help. He was one I'm of those.
2: He was by. one of those early MLM yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure,
1: definitely. When
2: he was like he probably was a LuLaRoe person. That's what he was selling. He was selling spanks or whatever they have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think Ray's going to hell. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so. Ray there's also I was like Michael J. Fox gets to go to heaven. You know I was how? Like,
2: you, I, don't know. I mean, you know how you know Ray went to hell was because the movie ended with him and with Michael J. Fox and his wife getting down. You're like, Ray definitely went yeah. to hell.
0: Well, I like the part at the end. She's like, "Go be happy," and I was like, "Are we just forgetting the part that?" Michael J. Fox got so grumpy with her that he fucking made his wife fly through the fucking windshield, probably snap neck, crush face, whatever. So like he mostly killed her yes. before they fucking carved the number on her. This head. is
2: like a. I think that they gave him a pass because the haircut from the past. That was
0: like <laughs> no, that
2: was like he had shit, that man, Robert Redford wig like, on. Yeah.
0: No, I mean Michael J. Fox. I don't think is going to heaven either. I think that's why his buddies are like, and he's been absconding with these fucking spirits and making them do his fucking bidding. I was like, because the judges like, the reason my ectoplasm's get- dried up. And he's like, nope, you have, a, you have a fucking job. You have a contract. He has indentured servants th- that are good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe.
2: The- right. So he, George Washington, his way through this thing. But my thought is maybe they're the reason he got to go to heaven. And then they're like, go back down and do good with your life. And maybe you can actually get in here or you'll get dick monster. We'll
0: yeah.
1: See. He did that thing where he, he sacrificed himself for others he did. and so like he gets a heaven pass. That's you know, I mean what,
2: that's an interesting thing though like do you automat if you if you do like a single sacrifice does this not it's not cumulative well, they, right? <laughs> you can do a single sacrifice
0: and get that out of it. That was the old Simpson's joke where Bart Simpson like the pre- preacher's like Bart we got to get you on the right track He's like no I'm going to go for the life of sin and then the deathbed redemption. <laughs> right? And I was like yeah. 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 Um there's That's also just saying. this like, basic question that anytime a movie does this, I'm like, the audacity of not thinking that out. It's like, well, if God can fucking, like, intervene and do this right now, like, maybe he should have just fucking stopped the 55 people from dying of heart attacks. Like, God probably well, could have squashed Busey the- before, so maybe God can't be so fucking judgy. Like, we just watch with my I kids. mean, we know
1: God is an asshole, but yeah. all we yeah. know is that all we know is that Bartlett and his girlfriend go to hell. We don't know how many people can get in. Maybe almost everybody gets into heaven. And that then, like, but if you're if you're Busey in this movie, you definitely if go. They to made hell. a
0: Netflix special or a VHS special, especially. That's a VHS true crime story. That was not the genre back then. <laughs> so, that's really cool. Actually, that's,
1: that's really, really cool. It like, it was probably a documentary. Yeah. Series she had to buy that, that, that like from some guy out of the minutes. back of his trunk.
0: That's the kind of VHS that was um right but no like we just watch with my kids right like just because they're like they're in a huge like Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler phase and so my kids like we want to watch uh Bruce Almighty I was like all right man I saw that in theater I remember it being pretty fun like you'll like it if you go back and watch that movie that's one of the most fucking insane stories ever committed to film right that (sighs) God is so invested in his fucking newscaster from fucking buffalo new york right that he like he's so invested in him that god's like i'll take a week off and let you literally fuck like he fucking kills tons of people in the third world country because he wants so to make the people. moon bigger so he can fuck jennifer aniston right like god's just like willing to let armageddon happen just so this guy can like appreciate being a lesser news anchor like, he's just like bruce you need to understand your lot in life so i'm gonna let you fucking murder an entire village in india and it's like what the fuck Listen. is happening in these movies, you know,
1: just, what, they just... God is bored. Wouldn't you be bored? I would be... And just fuck with your toys right. every once in a but while? But this
0: is the thing. Yeah. It's like, you made all this, and <laughs> you're omnipotent, saying. so you knew this was how it was going to go down. So there's an inherent God is the fucking scythe that Gary yeah. Busey's kill or Jake Busey's killer. Buttered sausage. Let's talk about <laughs> buttered sausage. Get it away from me. What's it do? Uh, Dude. I love that Busey popped <laughs> back up on the internet. That is one of my favorites. And this will come out like a month after was out. But just... Wait, what's the butter? So Gary sausage? Busey was on an about? interview, oh, or what was God. left of Gary Busey? Right, he's sitting there all puffed up. Yeah. His eyeballs are huge, and the guy's like, "Hey, let's talk about this uh, this award that you're up for." And he goes, "Let's let's talk about butter let's sausage." Talk about butter yeah, sausage. Like, what? He's like, "What is it?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, he goes, "Let's boy. talk about butter sausage. What is it? Why is it? Let's Why is butter, butter sausage? sausage? Get it away from me!" And the guy goes, "That's not your jam." He yeah. goes i don't like jam i buy honey i put honey on things it's like <laughs> what the it's, fuck it was, <laughs> he's so fucking it was like ripped. the scarier
2: cra it was the scarier crazier version of that dick tracy shit that warren Beatty did like about a yes. year ago now yeah
1: like it's, the dick tracy ge- thing is genius you're just i mean you know why, why like, he did that right so he retains Hayler's the rights. oh yeah to,
0: no to i know why, why he's waiting for awesome. the big payday when people start giving a fuck about dick tracy after 200 years <laughs> it, it was one of those.
2: Th- it was one of those things where you just watch. It was the, between that, and but then like Gary Busey, you're just like, oh man, and was one of those things where you're like, oh, no one's in the house, and no one's like stopping him. No one's like, like, Gary, Gary, what are you? Oh my Did god, any of us not okay, think this it. was
0: Gary Busey's final form? Was just a weird guy with his eyes popping out of his head, just saying weird, faux philosophical. Like,
2: Let's talk about buttered sausage.
0: Like I literally, <laughs> I think I hear if that line honest. in my head every time you're at a bar. You know, you have that friend. <laughs> And he's like, hey, remember this thing that happened to us in college? And I'm like, yeah, dude, we've done this story 85 times. That's the the thing in my head now is every time someone's like, hey, remember when? And I just go,
2: let's talk about buttered sausage. If I'm being honest, (laughs) the fact that Gary Busey's, I thought Gary Busey's final form would actually be the Ghost Rider skull. So the fact that that hasn't happened is. is shocking.
1: Do you think Jake visits him? Or is he uh, trying to I fucking life? hope so, dude.
2: <laughs> I really do. Because he needs some sort of person in his life to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Obviously Jake not, is
0: evolutionary Gary. He was never as good of an actor, but he just came out, like, formed like a fucking shark. Right? Like, yeah. we were talking about this in Contact. It's was like, you put Jake <laughs> Busey in anything, and it's just, like, an immediate, like, he's the bad guy. He's the fucking bad guy. He looks like a bad guy. He's great that guy. at that role. Like, him when the doctor's like, hey, moron, he turns around, and he's smiling.
1: I guess you're yeah. number one. Was, was, he, like, Jesus. was
0: he
2: wearing, hey, was he wearing contacts? Because I don't think his eye are his eyes really that steely blue? I don't know. I well, mean, every that time, was, every, shut
1: every, let's talk
0: about eye color. Let's the, talk about it. Get it away from me. Why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the flashback scene, and so everything is hued a little bit orange, except for his eyes, which are right, notched right. up blue. So yeah, it's, yeah,
0: movies. that was the innocent blue eyes before he became this fucking savage. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, and back in the '60s, anybody who was blonde and tall, they'd be like, "Well, he was a he was a football star. He was a good boy." Yeah. I don't understand how or anything he's like this could have Or happen. he's a little like Hitler-y. Tex Watson. So, like, what I want to get into <laughs> is like the combination of true crime shit yeah. that they put together in this, where she gets to be. Um, like one of the Manson girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but also they're doing Starkweather, um, or the other guy, the guy who did actually shoot up, uh, like kill a bunch of nurses because, like, after Starkweather did, I don't know. But they're shoving a bunch of stories together, mm-hmm. um, and I love it because it's like culturally we're familiar with all this yeah. shit. I think it's more we're relevant. Still surprised now, when sure. we find out.
0: Yeah, it is baffling because he even starts mentioning at first. He's like, I got to get more than this one guy. And then at the end, he's like, now we're chasing Gacy and Bundy. So there is this like early, like how we're obsessed with these. And I
1: love when he says that Gacy's going to be so jealous when he gets back to hell. He's not even expecting to stay on earth. He's like, I'm all he likes it down there. He's Like I'm going to tell Gacy that I got his
0: number. (laughs) Once I get tentacled back down to hell, I can't wait. Uh, It is cool, though. I thought that was done really well because her mom. Yeah in that fucking creepy mansion, right? Like, when fucking Ray sees that the whole place is, like, an open, like, fucking hellmouth. When her mom is so over the top in every scene. Like, she's bringing full-on, like, Gary Busey now-level energies to this thing. And you're just like, why is she fucking so over the top that you are just think she's going to be, like, an insane bad
1: person? Level of over the top. Is
0: she... Is she... um... Cathead lady from Monster Squad. Is she? Oh, what? now that you're saying it, it. It could be. I don't want to be that guy that says all old white ladies look alike, but it could be. Yeah, you got to be careful, Griff. You already lost one bet to me. This Shut thing. the Hang fuck on, up, <laughs> you fucking sack of shit. <laughs> all tall blonde white guys do look alike. No, neither here nor there. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, she's she's just um... going nuts. But I thought that reveal at the end, right when she's like, "We'll get you out of this house," right? She finds the fucking exacto knife and the or the fucking utility knife in the closet. But when she's talking to D. Wallace, right, and all of a sudden she is like holding Jake Busey's hand, and like she notices that. I thought that scene was fucking mm-hmm. righteous. And once D. Wallace yeah, becomes right. fucking unhinged, I thought that was a really cool story. And I wasn't expecting them to take us back because for some reason, once he gets to the hospital. He starts cuz we have we we set up this flashback uh device, right, where we can see what happened to him and his wife, right? When uh really they're cool. laying out that Michael J. Fox might have been a bad guy the whole time, right? So we set up this flashback device. When they get in the hospital, I was not expecting them to stop what we were doing to show us the crime spree. But I thought it actually yeah. paid dividends.
2: That was really cool yeah, I actually. Really liked I it. liked the like back and forth. That was really awesome.
0: Yeah, there's like a real like because this is the thing it's kind of like a cartoony ghost story and that's when we're like now we're doing like some hard hitting like oh my god you know like it it just has that like zodiac matter of fact violence that's really punctuating yeah i
2: when he's hiding under the bed Mm -hmm. that i was like Mm -hmm. dude this shit is harsh man this is gonna be awesome well, and then I, like, I get
1: a little scared for him because yeah, totally. we're in the flashback, and I know that he is actually under a blanket, yeah. but he doesn't look like he's under a blanket, and he's in danger. She's right there, but yeah. he sees the, the flashback. He's that's he's in a complete danger because he that doesn't is even like, know where she is. That is I, a particularly
0: well-cut-together
2: sequence. I thought that was so
1: fucking
0: cool. yeah and, and you get to see also, like her if you, and uh like 15 year old her and busey like almost dancing around like there's this celebratory nature to yeah, it's it it's, real, it's euphoric for it's them real manson I, family I that scene was gets a real manson awesome family real quick yeah for sure yeah. love that um
1: and if you if you go back to the first scene knowing what's going on it's it's bartlett and lucy playing little sex games pretending oh no are you gonna
0: hurt me and then mom just being like you sick Fox. Yeah. this is over yeah because yeah. i had that thought too i haven't gone back and watched it i watched it to get ready for this but i was like what the fuck was happening in that first scene i was like is he just coming out of the wall and like yeah she's just backing it up on the wall like yeah. like sir mix-a-lot said put it on the glass is that what we're doing she
2: yeah i think he's like it's like uh yeah he's he's like she's like squeezing her butt on the glass so that he'd be like Whoa, Jesus. Cool. well
0: we know that you can shape <laughs> ectoplasm now specifically from the movie yeah so oh my god you
1: know i like la- so i like how the ectoplasm thing worked i like how ghosts work in this world because okay so i can't remember exactly what he says but it uh a plasmic bio form which means that they are in a way alive with physical shit like when you die there's a physical thing that forms yes. that has yeah. a body more it or also less.
0: has a finite limit
1: yeah. Yes. After a hundred years, um, all your shit dries up, and then you go wherever you go. You're always gonna go on to the
0: next plane. But I kind of like that. That gives
2: you like a stay of execution to become a better person
0: after uh, death. And you know? Well, That's kind good. of until the judge I, I like is that, like, "I'm gonna fuck that mummy," and then pops his head up and says, "I like it when they don't move." I was I like, like it when they don't." I was like, he literally says, "I like it when they don't move." So I'm like, he fucking squirted some juice on a mummy yeah.
2: that guy used the last of his ectoplasm there's a shot where we see down. his
0: ass yeah. coming up and down out of the sarcophagus yeah oh yeah with that guy yeah, I was crazy. like oh the judge is like, not this fucking heroic old-timey hero that we thought he was <laughs> no he's a fucking freak yeah.
2: he just he's happened disc- to be he just happened to be there that night and he's like oh I was here to fuck yeah. some mummies but the right, I the judge is I'll on earth cuz he
0: knows just... he's dodging something far worse in the afterlife <laughs> he's like i'm just going <laughs> to fucking clap it while i'm here baby
1: yep he's the hanging yeah. judge. I bet he. Well, he
0: even says was a piece They called shit. me the hanging judge for many reasons. Or for, you know? So essentially, <laughs> yeah. saying he has a huge ghost dog that he's going to use on this mummy, and I was like, also, that, that, is that is a is fucking my fastball that I I did not expect.
2: Also, the judge is my favorite makeup in the movie. That is
0: so oh, yeah. fucking cool. I like dude. the ghost dog. That I, was really cool. I thought
2: ghost dogs also because really
0: it also cute. it puts yeah. us in the same multiverse with all dogs go to heaven now. I guess. Where it's like it is possible it is possible oh yeah Hopefully. it's like
1: that twilight zone episode yeah. where like you know no man is dog <laughs> that's right i won't go to heaven yeah. without my dog well,
0: for me it wouldn't be heaven without dogs but it also wouldn't be heaven if the people i know that go to church all the time are there so there's a lot of paradoxes in heaven but what yeah. i know is that church you have to par- have dogs
2: heaven's very paradoxical yeah.
0: like those people that are outside like boycotting like, oh. like you know, football games on Sunday. Like if they're there, heaven's going to be lame like here. But if my dogs aren't up there, like I like the idea of going to heaven, not that I'm, I'm going to get in, but I like the idea of like all of my dogs from my childhood, like in me living in a house and I just get to play with my, all of my dogs for all time. I yeah. Like
2: heaven's that. very paradoxical in that. You're like, Oh, you're here. <laughs> yeah. like, you still have to judge the place yeah. for letting people in.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like Dave Matthews people. We're like, maybe I do just want to hear people practice music for two hours in unstructured song format. And you're like, uh, but I have well, to sit my like Dave Matthews fans. Like, uh.
1: I think I like heaven in this movie, too, because it's just like, it's uh, just a- yeah, I get laid and I have cigars. Cause <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah, you know, they're like the nerd see, came up here and he's that. just fucking getting it wet.
0: Yeah, all the
2: the nerd the nerd came up and is just absolutely slaying. Just
0: like that—that's hey, a, a nod to Peter crushing. Jackson saying, "I know exactly who my demographic is in this movie." Yeah, right. <laughs> and then bargain bin like
1: fucking redheaded Catherine Hepburn, she gets to go to heaven as well. And she's—is sure. this how it felt when you hurt your wife, yeah. Badass? And she. But, like, she's being mean to somebody who just murdered her, as far as she knows. Well, also, legitimately, Michael J. Fox. While she's being sucked up to heaven, I think most people go to heaven. I think that's just
0: how it I don't works. think there's any evidence she was a bad lady. She wrote a piece exposing him as a con man, which he is. And then she yes, says another guy died around him. She's doing her Lois Lane thing where she's like, I think there's a scoop here. And Michael J. Fox she... responds by punching her in the face and kidnapping she her punched, him he in the th- her, punched the her, her in the fucking face he things. has no plan he has no he, plan what is your in plan things? to we save the her. audience think that he's trying to help her but everyone else watching the cops are just opening up fire and he's knocking a woman out he's never <laughs> going to be allowed back the in society in of the police. About- <laughs>
1: yeah How much the incompetency of the police is in this movie? They really do start shooting early, like a big crowd of people. Also, the incompetency of the FBI, Jeffrey.
0: Okay, we have to pause here. Jeffrey Combs, Dozer from the Matrix, just starts shooting. The greatest thing in this Dozer from the Matrix. He is a thousand times the best thing in this movie. He is the cult icon of this movie.
1: Jeffrey Combs always knows what. Project TV he He knows. He knew the assignment. He can, yes. Didn't even have to ask. I tried not to say that because I hate when people say that.
2: <laughs> you say it all the time on this let show. Let Alex man. dive it on is. that one. <laughs> yeah. Let me die on the
1: sectoplasm let sword. the Gen Zs come to this program. <laughs> it
2: was. It's a perfect performance. Oh, my God. Like, the best.
1: He's so good. Let's break it down a little bit because i'll break it down john okay uh because he he's been in the cult world the occult world as long as he has long enough to get tattooed and scarred he does believe in psychic powers yeah but you know even though he's a nut i kind of if you live in a life and psychic powers are real because i'm what in this movie they are so i don't know what he's seen um and given the ev he's actually not, I mean, he I know he's crazy, but like given the evidence that he's seen and having lived in a world where he knows certain psychic powers are available, he thinks that this man is psychically crushing people's hearts. Yeah. Uh it's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so bizarre. How do you even explain that? How he's do you like- put that in paperwork? He's, like, one
2: of the people who's been pursuing the lament configuration yes. forever and, like, has never found it, though. Yeah, he's he's just, like, not He's cool Uncle enough. Frank and he's Hellraiser like, like with
0: no her. sex. That's what it is. <laughs> There it is. Because the first that's time, yeah, she starts screaming at him and he just runs to the other room to puke. I was, like, I ooh, love every ooh. fucking choice there. And he's, like, looking in the room, that was was... like, talking. They're, like, come in the room. He's, like, no. And I was, like, I just, from, like the first <laughs> that scene, moment, I was, like, they fucking nailed exactly what I wanted. What
2: fuck's going on? I was, like. He, he's great. I, I love when wait.
1: he's. He you just. You. It's <laughs> just like every little tiny thing that he does. He's in this so movie is perfect. Right. Well, good.
0: the scene is when oh. he's interrogating Michael J. Fox and he's like, by the power of the President of the United States, get the fuck out of this interrogation room. And then they yes. get real like Sam Raimi Dutch. Like Peter Jackson does a lot of that too, right? These kind of strange Dutch angles. And. It's yeah. him fucking finally finding some, like, backbone and interrogating the shit out of Michael J. Fox, who also is crushing it in this scene, right? This kind of broken man yeah. who's over it. Like, he's out now. He's fallen on the sword. Mm-hmm. He told, you know, the possible new girlfriend that he was full of shit. And he's just, like, fucking losing his mind. While Jeffrey Combs is just fucking also losing his mind, ripping his shirt off. I have a breastplate that'll protect my heart. Let's go. Let's like I would just <laughs> watch... I would watch birth, a one man but- show of just those two doing that for an hour, right? Like it's the pillow man or something. Yeah. Like just do that. He's absolutely absolutely. And I this movie what is so
1: enjoyable about it is it does this is why I think it's so good for kids because um you know, I saw this when yeah. I was a kid. And I was genuinely distressed not by the all the scars on him that freaked me out a little bit, but the weird breastplate mm-hmm. actually did freak me out. It looked like uh, it, it, it bondagey, but uh, like I, it's it 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 scared me a little. Like bit. Like he may kid. have had that on before, just because <laughs> just a little bit of
2: diet, a little bit of diet Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah,
1: but then it. Um, it does its Looney Tunes moments at the exact right times when his head blows off and there's a little ghost head. It's awesome. one of the all-time so greatest good. moments
0: in any horror movie ever. It's such a fucking oh, amazing so moment. It's so just like awesome. I mean, yeah, that's become like the 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 scene that everyone remembers. It's so fucking good it's so good is it really yeah that's like the scene of this movie that everyone like on every countdown where they list the frighteners that's the fucking image they use
2: I still laugh I I could it's so funny you bring up that katherine hepburn thing because honestly i could not stop laughing last night just, like on her way to heaven just screaming i'm like fuck you i know you fucking murder people fuck you <laughs>
0: Did it was like to kill she's storming alive? into god's I thought, office karen style immediately i'm like we gotta talk. i thought it was we gotta fucking talk i thought it was dude. gonna
2: be like that i thought it was gonna be like that scene and this is the end when james franco gets like cast out of heaven for like telling tell jane mcbride to fuck himself yeah it's <laughs> like dude what if she just gets fucking thrown down like oh shit well there you go that's the rules like don't be petty while you're don't be tom petty while you're yourself well
0: there's also this thing with him because he taps into that thing when you're a young audience like where we all had that like teacher or principal or boy scout leader where you're like this guy should not be in charge but he has authority somehow and other adults <laughs> have said it's okay for them to be in charge of me but i feel insanely unsafe right now and all the time i'm around yeah. them. Uh, and he taps into that perfectly. But then he starts, there's this weird shift where he starts, like, getting in on the, like, he wants the fucking spirit to be alive, even though he still thinks it's Michael J. Fox. He's like a
2: third wheel. Yeah, because he dumps well, out the, abuse, the end,
0: ashes. Like, and it seems like his yeah. logic is, you're using this as a cover-up for your fucking crime. So I never knew, I was like, is he helping the occult? That's what,
2: that's what I thought, stuff, too, or is he that he was helping. Not. But maybe he's just a.
1: Hapless. That's boom. where I can't figure him yeah. out. Because clearly, maybe in in a quote unquote scientific way, like an MK Ultra sort of secret <laughs> government way, he believes like psych- like he believes psychic powers are yeah. real, but not in a not in a an occult way, not in a there actually is life after death sort of way. He believes in scanners. Yeah. Like he thinks that people can do that. Like the X Files um, episode so- where
0: Giovanni Rabisi can fucking cook people. And yeah. Mulder's like, it's just a like he's lived around a lightning a long time. Like this is probably a real thing. And everyone's like, "What are you talking about? What what's going on, Mulder? Come on, are you okay?" <laughs> what are you doing?
1: And so like he's being a dick about it because he is he is genuinely. I I can't believe I'm getting Jeffrey Combs back uh, as a character in this movie because he's an he's a piece of shit. But I I feel like he has been. Oh, see he's he's Rust Cole
0: ah there you go he's
1: been in it for so long there you go that's true and like enough that he scarred his body he that's how much he cared about stopping the occult and the satanists or whatever and so when he says very bored like let me guess you need to put the ashes on the altar it's the only way to save the world like he's been here before right like he knows what the quote-unquote rules are these actually are the rules but he's heard this shit yeah. before, and he doesn't right, right. care.
0: At one point, says, "But pain is the reward, or has its reward." So I'm like, "Does he want to fucking yeah. get some of this power?" Like that's one of those where like the movie was doing two two storylines, and they just don't dovetail perfectly.
1: It's because they blow off his head yeah. before it
0: can. I mean, that's when you're like <laughs> worth it, totally worth it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Angry you know Milton in the last shot of the movie. I was like, totally worth it. Cooler. I would have
0: loved a sequel where Angry Ghost Milton's trying to have his revenge. He, He's exactly what, I was like, he's the great example of what the movie does perfectly, right? He's weird. He's funny. He still has this, like, dark edge to him and can get really fucking intense and take us into that kind of adult horror movie stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, that amazing finale. I was like, in Microcosm. Milton is everything perfect about the Frighteners to me.
2: Yeah,
1: probably. Makes sense. Um, All these actors are very specific people. It's like... uh, Everybody can switch from one thing to another. Um, Okay, like Michael J. Fox's superpower is that he can take a header from a car like nobody's business. Like, he can get... (laughs) the way that he just flails a little bit but like still keeps his composure when he gets hit yeah. by that car i can't help but remember getting hit by the car in uh, back to the future yeah. where he just nails his head on the concrete yeah. yeah just for the sake of the you know the show must go on he's got he's so got skills he's got the superpower of being like looking like a guy who's got his shit together who is also genuinely very good at physical comedy um it is a goddamn shame what happened to his poor body yeah. because of that but like
0: the plus uh, J fox plus getting hit by a car has been good to cinema
1: well and then Busey is all is just like his own specific creature and teeth um, teeth yes and teeth. and jeffrey Sorry, combs just... and everybody gets to chew up the scenery in their own specific way yeah. and everybody... it's incredible and even like uh like Andy McDowell, the fake Andy McDowell. Yeah. Like <laughs> not, Mary Steenburgen yeah. was. No, we here have Andy, Andy McDowell. McDowell and Andy, we found yeah. one.
2: Yeah, not quite Andy McDowell's. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, Mary Steenburgen, Andy McDowell. This chick, uh, she did great. I don't know who she is. She was is. good, but she again,
2: <laughs> just not quite Andy McDowell. Like that's yeah. how I would describe her. I would. I again, I've never seen that woman before in my entire life. When Let's I, see, Trini Alvarado. Started, I'm like when the movie started, I was like yeah is that andy mcgow she was in the I babe, it babe certainly seen. looks like a, the,
0: the babe, babe the john goodman the... babe ruth movie which is its own series of nightmares uh <laughs> okay yeah 26 films probably not a ton of them. Have you heard uh the old little women nope. mm. yeah okay. 1994 is little that about, women like
2: is, is that about like the grown-up
1: she plays
0: women? meg march if that means anything to people
1: Okay. No, he means the original. The nineteen ninety four. Old Old little women. I think you just do little women
2: again and they're elderly. (laughs) I was like, well, we did do grumpy and then grumpier old men, so I mean (laughs) little women then old little women. Old
0: little women. Now that's a sequel. I don't You bitch. Give me that blanket back. (laughs) It's like that's the whole movie. Give me that blanket.
2: I will write a story about it. Oh maybe it's just
1: Golden Girls. If you just want to make a podcast series that nobody will listen to, but you'll have a good time, you just like every (laughs) Jack. It's
2: called. (laughs)
0: But like
1: every, do every Jack Lemmon movie, uh, Jack Lemmon, uh,
0: Walter Matthau movie. Oh, because they're all the same. I actually can't believe we haven't done the Apartment yet. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Holy shit, we haven't done the Apartment. We have. We haven't. But goddamn, yeah. I. Well, you know, we're high cinema here. It is fucking sad, man. Yeah, like the do the odd couple. we'll We'll do some of that dennis the menace we'll just go through the the dueling i think what's
2: i think what's awesome about this movie is that every single actor like jay was saying has the ability to do the utmost with their powers of acting
1: yeah Mm -hmm. well it was
2: in the same movie no one has to like do anything like no one has to dial their shit back a little bit everybody's able to do like their 11 of acting essentially without overpowering any other
1: performances. And Peter Jackson is clearly a very skilled, like, conductor of
0: this crazy music. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Dead Alive's another one I just can't believe we haven't got to, but he's, like, a real maestro of, like, how can I keep this thing, like, redlining the whole fucking time and it not, like, ruin the movie? Um, But, yeah, that was kind of my final takeaway is, like, it just – has always saddened me that we just didn't get like more Michael J. Fox, just crushing and being amazing in movies. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's awful. What happened? Like, I think a lot of us, when he came back and curbed and he had that amazing scene or or those amazing couple episodes with Larry David, right? Like that was, it was just fucking great to see him again. He, I think we forget how fucking huge he was to a lot of, you know, that era of cinema. I mean, Back I think it's like impossible to fucking deny. But he had and such an amazing performance in this. He kept working, but he
1: started doing spin city right yes, after this. And right. we could have had a couple more years of movies out yeah. of him.
2: Have you guys ever read about that the, um the he's he was in some movie that like four or five of the crew also had early onset parkinson's. Jesus.
1: I have heard that there's yeah
2: yeah, like there's some movie he did and like he never he's like I don't know what it is like I don't know if that's the case but like for some reason he's like one of five Mm. people who did this movie who are like yeah I don't know which one it was well
0: yeah it was just Uh, this. it's very uh, Teen Wolf oh Jesus (laughs) (laughs)
2: Francis I think it was uh I think it was Back to the Future Part 3 yeah uh, no it's
0: it's it's one of those it's, like really sad things that this like beset him young right um well youngish yeah but like the scene he did with Larry David I it's Leo it's and the movies called Leo, Leo and me. me I've never even heard of that but the funniest thing in that Curbed is when he hands Larry David the coke and Larry David accuses him of exaggerating Parkinson's, Parkinson's to shake it up on him <laughs> and I was like I thought it was just so cool that he had the sense of humor to come out and do something you know like funny? that. And it was great to see him again
2: that I just rewatched that episode recently. And I found like some clip online where they're they asked, like, how did you get Michael J. Fox? He's like, oh, he was all for it. Like, he is the one person who will have a sense of humor about this, because like, what else? If you watch his interviews, he's
0: he's very he feels very at peace with everything, which is cool. But it, it is, man. He could have been like, God, you I mean, just five more movies like The Frighteners. He would have been, I mean, he... Just the man.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, it did make me a little wistful yesterday because you watch it and you're like, man, Michael J. Fox really... I just don't think we appreciate
0: what he Mm -hmm. gave. Like, I know we're talking about wanting more. I don't think we appreciate what he gave us enough.
2: No, I don't
1: think so either. Even family ties is funny when he like it's a stupid sitcom but he's very funny in that show
0: we're probably oh i'm definitely old enough that like i remember that was like the pillar of like our cultural society at the time was the sitcom and he was one of the best guys on one of the best sitcoms and he crushed in that role i'll tell you the i'll tell you the
2: two things that i remember him from besides like now the frighteners is like probably besides frighteners and uh Back to the Future is one as the voice of Milo Thatch and uh, Atlantis: Lost Empire, which yeah. is like one of those like unsung huh. Disney movies that was in I their weird
0: experimental phase that they've kind of pushed away.
2: Yeah, like uh, that was like that because it was like a lot of designs from Mike Mignola, which was really cool. And then the other thing is he was the like press secretary, I think, in the American president that Aaron Sorkin thing, uh, the Aaron Sorkin movie, mm. and he like. He oh, is yeah. just the fact that he—I mean—he was so good at sorkinese. Like the fact that he was able to do yeah. that was awesome. But he oh, yeah. was—he was funny. He was, he was, he was he witty. Been so good in the West Wing. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, because he
0: had that yeah. like—he's the cleverest guy in the he room. Can go back and forth, but it was yeah. still cool. He's the smartest guy. In the like room not voice. condescending. What was coolest that? guy in the room? Like Marty McFly is like the pinnacle of like—he knows how fucking cool he is, and no one else can see it, but that's okay. And in this yeah. one, I thought his dramatic work in this one, like a guy breaking down and carrying the weight of all this, was fucking awesome. He,
2: he has just a great, he has a great tone of voice.
1: Man. I don't know how. Yeah, else he's a. Uh, I, I bond with him because you know he's 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 a little cocky and also ain't I a stinker and forgets that he's very short all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never held him back <laughs> like Tom Cruise. He said, "We're gonna push that down deep." And run on. on, And
2: just run as fast as humanly possible.
0: What was that? He was
1: on some lawyer show where he had, post Parkinson's, where he he played a scumbag lawyer and he did such a good job. He was a scumbag lawyer who had Parkinson's. And like, as soon as he got Parkinson's, he would come out um, on the side of like the prosecution or the defense or whatever scumbag shit he was doing today. And he would, before he spoke, he would he would do an aside to the jury and just say, I hope everybody um doesn't mind, uh, isn't put off by my movements. You see, I have Parkinson's disease, but I still come out here every day for justice. And it's <laughs> just like, Well, fuck, we lost that's it.
0: Awesome. <laughs> like he like that's, that's how
1: he wins awesome. his cases. Actually, yeah. for those
0: of you who are on our Patreon, uh we do the Tales from the Crypt miniseries. He directs the first episode of season three, and he pops in again as the lawyer in that one. Um, just as a cameo, but he directs the episode, and it's really fucking funny. Yeah, I'm it's sure. about a guy. Dude, wow. Well, Alex, you will have talked about it by the time they hear this. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll edit, get to it. Edit. Don't, no. to yeah. don't let them see behind the curtain, Alex. No. Uh. But yeah, it's, it's this guy. It's this really funny one about this Italian guy that's like, hey, yo, I should fake my own death and get a bunch of insurance money. And it's just this fucking great episode, and I was like, "Classic Italian." Directed it and fucking crushed in that too. Hey, oh, uh, hey, I'll pick my yeah. insurance. Oh, this hey. this movie to me just it has such a special place in my heart, and it's almost become that thing that every time you mention it and people like make fun of it for like the the CG, it, it almost Who makes cares? me love it more. All the CGI yeah. sucks. It, in the it brings it closer into matter? my heart, right? Like I just resaw Absolutely. Jurassic Park in theaters when that came out, and I was like. That's like the exception to the rule. The and it still movie. has a couple moments that only are not movie. good. Of
2: but
0: course. like that shit still holds up and its But most movies are not Jurassic Park in that department. But um, no, I, this, most this movie, it's almost like the warts on it, make it more lovable to me. And I just, I, I it's agree. just, it's kind of this really fucking amazing sweet spot uh, of, of kind of horror and comedy that just, we just don't get right very often. And so yeah, I just I think it's this really unique, awesome kind of niche movie. Um that I just fucking fall in love with every time I watch it all over again.
2: Yeah. I think it might it just might be a repeat viewing for me forever now. Now that I know this is the
0: bit more than you little bit of a little bit of a
1: little bit of a little
2: bit of a it's fucking hilarious i That's thought great. i had seen this movie like years ago and i start like from the first frame i was like nope i'm dumb and i like, guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know what movie i confused this with but i probably because it was one of those movies that just phantoms showed up with on my like, amc when i was kids <laughs> right oh night. phantoms was yeah, the bomb, no
0: though. no doubt so No doubt.
2: had to do it sorry had to no. do it it was just there well, he was the bomb well. in Phantoms.
0: Well, when we cover... Yeah, that's Jay's it, big idea for when he comes back, is doing the entire view universe. Yes! Know, okay. And like, okay, so Patreon that. shit, watching the cartoon. You could do so much. I'm down for all that. I mean, we might have to just do it. If there's anything that. that our listeners know, it's that we like to put out episodes all the fucking time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if there's one thing that we're good at on this yeah. podcast, it's putting out yeah. episodes.
1: And I've never... I didn't watch... Clerk's 3 and I hear it was
0: it's that one's an interesting okay. and so it's an I'm, interesting I'm note not just watch to those of us that, that have been his huge fans like that's not a movie you can just walk in and probably watch and appreciate but if you've been with him this whole fucking yeah. time like all of us who grew up and were Kevin Smith kids I think there's something in there for us that's really cool
2: I'd really like to meet people who go into only the third movies and trilogies and be like, I don't get any. Well, wow, this. this is not <laughs> proper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know your feelings what is on the storytelling. I know your feelings on the uh, the MCU or whatever. But that was what always got me with like. Yeah, I went to the movies and saw Avengers: Endgame, and like it didn't make any sense. That movie was fucking stupid. I was like, Did you watch the yeah. 22 did movies? Did you do before the that? fucking long no. ass homework? You're not did part you- of the party. Did go, you do the work? Did you watch the five Disney Plus
0: shows that you could get something out of Eternals? <laughs> no. Well, fucking come yes. at me later.
1: Yeah. No, man. Endgame was the last movie. And uh, irregardless, ir- 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 Yeah, regardless. I
2: took that as
0: literal
1: biblical fact that that was the end of the game.
2: I was like, great. That was the end of the yeah. game. Good. That was a good yeah. game.
0: But then they That's... came out with the fucking Guardians movie that I actually liked on part three. Like, go figure. How the fuck does that happen? It's very th- sweet. I didn't really love the movie, sweet. but I loved all the rocket shit so much that you're like, yeah, this is great. This is very sweet. The oh, rocket man. stuff might yeah. be that. The rocket stuff in that movie might be the best thing that Marvel ever put out, honestly.
1: I actually might want to see. If you're, if you hate yourself enough to do an MCU podcast We've been, with me, we have been talking eventually about eventually that because like
0: we red, redid the prequels eventually, like that was like a big hill for us, and eventually like we'll redo the prequels, we'll rewatch them and talk about them.
1: And I swear, if you have YouTube uh, episodes that if you have like the the YouTube video version of it, and it's called like my friend hates the mcu and that. <laughs> i swear to god everybody yeah, we're wants, trying to get those fucking
0: hate watches over here yeah bring your hatred <laughs> to me uh yeah man we got jay that's always different. has an ambitious recording slate and that's why we love you jay the best shows i love you Steve. Yeah, so we'll have jay back for sure we'll come up with his busy schedule we'll slot him in uh yeah (laughs) finally i finally got a microphone because i listened to all the
1: april episode damn dirty i noticed that and i was very i sound like a goddamn i'm shouting through a tin can, (laughs) so i didn't want to let let that happen again
2: sound like some bald guy underground worshiping an atomic yeah (laughs) jay has got
0: big play of the apes 2 energy that's fine uh uh what uh where can the people find your stuff jay let them know
1: um jay at jay rollins are everywhere um And I'm doing a convention, but it's the future for you guys, so it already happened. (laughs) Uh, So forget about that. When's the when's the convention? Um, next week. It's September. uh, So when you hear this uh, at the end of October, if you can, but if if it's 2024. And you, you're you at C2E2 and you're wa- listening to old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to you'll C2E2. Right. You'll find me at C2E2 and you'll find me at Baltimore Comic Con. Done. Boom. There
0: you yeah. go. Artist Supreme, Perfect. Jay Rollins. Thank you for joining us again uh, for the October Mega Marathon. Uh, thank you guys for spending another day of horror movies with us. As always, man, 31 days, 31 pods. We'll see you tomorrow with another hopefully amazing episode. Hopefully, fingers crossed, amazing episode.